Yeah. So I've been a naturopath and an acupuncturist. So I've been in the industry for three decades nearly. Oh my God. Yeah. Is that why you look so fresh? That's why I look so fresh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I'm Shane on the Bogan Life Coach. Scaffolded by day and life coach by night. Welcome to me podcast. I've got a heap sick lineup of dope-ass guests who are way smarter than me, which is most people really, but I'm going to be talking to business owners. You don't know how strong you are until being strong is your only option. Coaches. One of the challenging things I see with grief is that we like to compare. Entrepreneurs, speakers. But there's an element of what I do that can be applied to business. And that bloke at the pub. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The hot topic at the moment is... What do we need to know right now? Distilling the minds of experts during times of strife. We're going to talk about business strategies, mindset, behaviour. They're going to find that, <laughs> but I see what you're saying. How to adapt in a crazy world without getting a beer gut or ending up in the doghouse. Nevertheless, let's crack a stubby together and get into it. This week's episode is with Angela Carroll. She's a Baptist born and bred and also a seasoned naturopath and acupuncturist. A trainer, speaker, entrepreneur, business owner. She's going to be sharing her three keys regarding what it takes to get into business and how to avoid burnout. And I'll tell you what, if half of us look half as good as she does when we come of age, we're in a bloody good place. So, guys, with that in mind, let's have a chat with Angela. Hey, Shano. Brilliant having you on the show. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm really good. Actually, it's fantastic talking to you. Remind me of my uh, growing up days in Bathurst. I was going to bring that up, actually. I noticed in your Facebook feed that uh, you are Bathurst born and bred. I was wondering if that formed part of the reason you agreed to do this interview. Oh, absolutely. The, you know, the magnetic attraction. There you stay go. Away. It was just meant to happen. <laughs> Thanks for coming down and uh, meeting me at this uh, park here today. It's uh, quite a nice, spacious place. I thought I'd do something a bit different. And here we are. We, uh, last time I was down here, there was a few midges, so if they start biting you, just let me know. Oh, thanks. Great. <laughs> but I think we'll be all right. But uh, look, we are in crazy times. Mm-hmm. COVID is still happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about second waves. There are people panicking. There are businesses closing. There are businesses opening. My job uh, during this time is to sit down with folks like yourselves who are experts, who uh, have been in the trenches and have got some insights. And you definitely have that, not only because of what you're doing at the moment, which we'll come back to, but also your years and years of experience. So you have a background in health, uh, a long career in Metagenics, which is a health company, uh, years and years as uh, delivering seminars and education. Maybe just tell us just to get a bit of a, uh, let's just pin that topic a little bit if we may, uh, a little bit about those years and what that was all about for you. Yeah, look, that was an amazing opportunity, amazing growth time. Yeah. So I've been a naturopath and an acupuncturist. So I've been in the industry for three decades nearly. Oh my God. Yeah. Is that why you look so fresh? That's why I look so fresh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and so Metagenics, my role there was in education and training. So yeah. creating and delivering education modules, uh, evidence-based natural medicine for natural healthcare practitioners throughout Australia and New Zealand. Wow. And a lot of that was also went into events and business. Nice. Yeah. So what uh, what has been the kind of main takeaways for you during that time? I mean, you must have learnt a lot. I certainly uh, have seen you put out some awesome stuff online and some, some great videos. Um, hit us with some of like the biggest tips from those yeah. years. Yeah, I think like, the, big, the biggest thing is that I gained from it was being able to watch other people's businesses. What works, right. what doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. there are it's – it's an industry, the natural healthcare industry, so yeah. that's naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, acupuncturists. You could probably put chiropractors and osteopaths into there. Yep. But right across the board, it's like any industry. There are great 
practitioners who excel at what they do, but they're not necessarily great in business. Uh. Um, and the thing is that it's it's a business, and the industry that they're in is health. So not everybody succeeds, even though they can be like really great practitioners. And it's about having systems in the business models. So what's, what are the common things mm. that help people to succeed? And it, this doesn't just – I know we're talking about natural medicine, but yeah. it's not just limited to that. So in any industry, mm. what helps people to succeed? And, and so 17 years of observing thousands of businesses throughout mm. Australia and New Zealand has been an absolute eye-opener. That's amazing. And it's so common what you've hit, you, you hit the nail on the head there is that so many people do know what they're doing. So many people are guns and experts and got all the knowledge, but they just struggle to get into a business. And make so a business true. out of it, and they end up having to work for other people for the rest of their lives, and they may not necessarily want to do that. No. So that's key. And so, where did that lead you? So that led me into looking at okay, what are these systems? And mm. so, when I was with Metagenics, I devised, I put together a a platform, an education module, if you like, yep. called Best Practice. And so that was really where okay, what are the, what are the practitioners who are succeeding? What were they doing? Mm. And so then taking that and then refining that into a system mm. and then teaching that. So we were doing that for nine or ten years, uh, teaching that. And the practitioners who put that into place or aspects of it into place really noticed a, an improvement. Yeah. yeah. But I think where we're at now is the next level. That's amazing because what you've done, I saw your most recent uh, announcement online, is you've gone into full-time business, right? I have. That is amazing. So you've gone into the area, if I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, coaching and mentoring health practitioners. Yeah. That's your niche. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Natural, natural healthcare practitioners and also business professionals going through burnout. So business professionals going through burnout. I hope you heard that one. <laughs> yeah. And what a profoundly right. relevant topic for right now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So what's the you know, what's the main aim there? Is that something that COVID inspired, or do you, do you have this idea for quite a while now? No, I've had the idea for a while. Yeah. I've seen that there's a an extra need, an extra requirement outside what. Um, my my role entailed at Metagenics. Yep. And so I thought, okay, well, how can I step up? How can I provide a greater service? Um, how can I help help the practitioners to succeed? Mm. And how can, how can I help people in business to succeed? And by having the energy, the vitality, the, the mm. mindset, the ability to turn up every day and be on every day and succeed every day, yeah. you know, if I can do that for businesses right internationally, mm. then, then uh, that's good for everybody. That is. And what are you finding that the most people, whether it's new clients you've had recently or just over those years, is the biggest challenge people have? You mentioned you know, energy and showing up. What have been the biggest things that people lack that they need coaching on from people like yourself? Yeah, look, I, I think two things yeah. predominantly. First is mindset. Mm-hmm. And second is having, having clarity about what they want and be able to set boundaries. So for a lot of people going through burnout mm-hmm. – um, myself included, you know, in the past and speaking to a lot of other people, they just do everything for everybody mm. and don't put themselves first and, and not keeping the main thing the main thing. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've, if you've got clarity on what you want, where you're going, where your goals are, mm. and then what it's going to take to get you there, and you combine that with the right mindset to turn up every day to do what you've got to do to get what you want to have, mm. then there's only success. Because I think a lot of people, they, you know, um, they see the light, they go to an event or whatever the case may be, and the event mm. may be fantastic, but um, 
they haven't necessarily got the infrastructure, they haven't got that foundation, and so they see people succeeding, and they burn the bridges or burn the boats, as it were, they go try and make it happen, and um, I'm suspecting that's where a lot of people fall into that trap, yeah. burnout and lack yeah. of boundary setting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And right, right across any industry, um, there is a percentage who'll succeed, mm. and there's a percentage who will just get by. Um, and, for example, the coaching industry, I think it's like 4% of coaches succeed. Yeah. You know, yep. that's, that's a tiny percentage and it's, it's a massive growth industry at the moment. It looks like every time you turn, turn on something, somebody else has become a coach. That's right. Mm. Yeah, I know. But, uh, I think some people, uh, it's a bit of a dash for cash in some instances. Everybody has that, that backing. But uh, on, the, on the topic of coaching, let's, uh, yeah. let's yeah. have a bit of a quick Q&A if you don't, if you don't mind. Sure. Just a couple of things that, that come to mind. Um, I uh, did note on your Facebook feed one of the uh, comments you had there was that um, there are some things that just get better with age. Now, were you planning on using that as an objection handling strategy of some sort? I hadn't thought about that, actually, and thanks for pulling that up. Um, let me go back and check that feed. What was that about? Um, I think um, things that get better with age is it's, it's experience and wisdom. Right. You know, it really yeah. is. Um, that was in regards to a girlfriend of mine who right. actually helped me run best practice. So Erica Smith and I, right. she's still at Metagenics and she's still a really, really close friend and it's that friendship aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, as you get older or as you have more time, as time passes, you become more comfortable in yourself and you allow your vulnerabilities to be seen and you allow... Um, people to be able to access who you really are and sharing those aspects of you. So it's, it's like any relationship. The longer you're in it, the more time you spend with people in there. Um, if you allow yourselves to be open, mm. then, then friendships do improve with age. Any relationship improves with age, including business relationships. Right. So what would be your advice perhaps for you know, someone who's younger, who's had a crack at it, who's gone and made it happen, uh, but has fallen into that 96% who don't make it? Um, Specifically you know, what- coaching? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's just stay in that in that groove. Yeah. Um, given that you know they have so many years ahead of them, without trying to kind of bait the answer here, what would be your advice? The, the biggest, the biggest advice, and the biggest thing for me mm. is surrounding myself with people who are doing it and who are successful. Right. That's the number one thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So recently, and I'm, I don't know whether I can Skype on Skype on your on your channel, but yeah, just recently I got accepted into. Um, Richmond Din's P1 oh, right. yep, yep. mentorship know, program. Yeah, you do. on his stage uh, back, in, uh, back in January. Good bloke. Yeah, yeah, he is a good bloke. But that's, a, you know, it's an international elite group. It's mm. invitation only, interview only, and not everybody gets Can't in. Can't exclusively let me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've only, got a lot only, to give. That was only briefly on stage. You've got a lot to give. <laughs> nah, Richard's a good egg. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I was pretty stoked with that. So now I'm surrounded by 70 international you know, coaches who are really, really hell-bent on succeeding and who, who are really amazing people. And yep. so now I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, effectively, and that just gives me the next next stage up. Amazing, because that is a big thing, is it? When people do make this decision to go into it, yeah. uh, there will be people who will try and impose their fears onto you. Oh, absolutely. And, well, I was really blessed. I never had that. Right. So I've had full family support, either that or they're just not telling me. Uh, full friendship support. I haven't had any 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 negativity anywhere, but I do yeah. realise it's still in line with who I am and my values and who I've always yep. been. So it's not any different. So for people who like maybe gone down one right, one path in life and then jump ship, mm. um, 
you know, and look, honestly, to go from having a constant salary to having nothing, that's, you know, that's, that's frightening and, and it can be, can be worrying for friends and family around if they can't see that you can make that. Okay. Right. They're worried that, um, you know, you're going to end up... Homeless uh, on the street. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, so let's, let's follow that line of thought because that's a big one right there. Because a lot of people are thinking of getting into business. A lot yeah. of people maybe already be in business and only have just started. Yeah. COVID has thrown a spanner in the works. Some people are saying it's a reason to run for the hills. Some people are saying this is the best opportunity ever. Yeah. And I don't know. And there's some, probably some people in between. So you have crossed that bridge yeah. recently. Yes. You're doing it right now, like yes. in the last couple of weeks. So what has been – you've had to tell yourself what your mindset has been to help you make that decision during a crazy time. Yeah. Look, um, when, when I first jumped – so when I first left Metagenics and then I was like thinking, okay, now I've got to make this coaching thing happen. I could wake up at three, four o'clock in the morning in absolute fear, absolute right. terror of thinking, oh my God, what's, am, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to do this? And then when I started surrounding myself with people who were doing it and I got coaches myself, I have four coaches. So I have sales coach and I have marketing coaches and I have business coaches and I have mindset coaches and, um, you know, having that surrounding, having direction and what systems do they do, mm. what already works yeah. and just like, as a girlfriend of mine says, copy the fuck out of it and just repeat it, you know, and, and you just, there's no way but, but success if they're doing it and you're following exactly the same model. Yeah. You've got to have that success and you've got the support around you. You can't do it alone. Absolutely can't it. do it on your own. That's the key thing, especially mm. if you're not, um, you know, don't have a long track record of having been in business, right? Which right. which you do, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. And look, it could, you know, it, it could be really difficult and, and it is, I guess you could say, yeah, I will say it is, it's a saturated market as far as right. coaching goes. Yep, it is. Um, and there are differences between good coaches and not great coaches, but that's, that's any industry. You know, you've got good plumbers and not good plumbers, good electricians, not good electricians. Yep. So, you know, it's, you're a plumber, aren't you? Uh, scaffolder by trade. Scaffolder, yeah, that's yeah, I right. Yeah, uh, I didn't pass the, the tests for uh, plumber. That's right, I've got some mates who do. So if I've got any plumbing that needs work, they come around and fix it up. So oh, oh good. good. Great. Okay. So okay. I stick to scaffolding and uh, life coaching at night. That's, that's, they're my two <laughs> niches. Yeah, okay, great. I'll let you know if I need some scaffolding done. Well, um, everyone needs scaffolding in their life. It's a whole part of it, right? You need, you need something to hold everything together. Oh, that's a really good point, uh, actually, you know? yeah. So my, my you know, scaffolds, the people I've set up around me, I don't wake up in fear. In fact, every day I wake up and I'm really, I bounce out of bed. It's that, I've moved from that fear to that bit where, oh my God, I, I'm really happy. I was up at 11 o'clock last night just doing work stuff because I wanted to do it. You know, yeah. I've, I've worked every weekend, but it's because I've wanted to work every weekend. It's not, it's, it's this life, work-life balance business. Mm. If you love your work... And that is your life, then. Yeah, you gotta love it, right? Yeah, because it's just too competitive out there. It's too busy. Yeah. Too much noise, as you said. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a red ocean. Yep, yep. But you can talk yourself into being the right person to turn up the mindset. Yeah. Um, and so, as far as setting up business now in COVID, um, if your business, if you have mental flexibility, mental agility, mm-hmm. um, and you have the ability to be flexible and move the times, then then I can't see why you can't be successful. Mm, mm. I really don't. Um, the, the practitioners who I've seen don't do really, really well are the ones who suddenly went, okay, quick, I need to, I need to pivot and pivot. I hate that word, but mm. it is the word for 2020. Um, I need to get online. You know, I need to do Zoom. I need to do consultations so that they're not face-to-face. Yep. Um, how can I actually make that work? And the ones that have struggled are the ones that just couldn't make it work. They just they went, oh, I'm not comfortable with technology. I don't think I can do Zoom. 
you know, it's, it's half an hour learning lesson and you're done, you're set up, you're good to go. So mm-hmm. you, you've got to have that agility. Yep, yep. And that's the biggest thing. I say that the survival uh, is not to the uh, strongest or the smartest, it's to the person who's most adaptable to change. Mm. Right? And I think True. this time has proven that more than anything. Absolutely. What would be your advice also, because you've been around, you know, you've been in Metagenics for many years and other, other areas, you've had practices, you've, been, uh, you know, you've had clinics, so you've got some scar tissue, you've got some top-end speed, mm. to put it into Bathurst terms, right? <laughs> so I would say, despite, you know, no, undoubtedly it was still hard to get into business and a lot of fear involved, as you've said, um, but to some extent you could say you have leveraged all that, all that muscle that you developed over that time. If someone is brand new to business, never been in anything to do with business, maybe they were a teacher, you know, which is um, you know, a hugely demanding profession, uh, but perhaps has no experience in business whatsoever, and they've gone to an event, and they've seen the light, they go, oh, I can be an entrepreneur. Um, what would be your advice for someone who's in that position before they make a leap? Go slowly. Right. Um, get your foundations in place. Get your yep. structure in place. Know, know why you're doing it. Uh, I was listening to something just yesterday, actually, a podcast yesterday, and they were saying that there are two reasons why people leave their jobs, why they quit, is because one is that they um, don't like somebody that they're working with, there's a conflict, or um, they don't get the appraisal, they don't get the, you know, you're doing a good job, they're not getting the pat on the back, they're not getting acknowledgement for the job they're doing. Yep. And so... First of all, ask yourself, is that, is that what's going on? And if that's what's going on, then maybe you need to do a bit of work yourself first because you can't keep running away from people you have conflict with. Because they'll be there all the time. All the time. Yep. And if you're needing a pat on the back and you think you're going into business on your own, you've got Buckley's chance of getting you're a pat on the back. pats on the back. You're not going to get a pat on the back, you're going to get a kick in the ass. Exactly. So, you know, sort those foundational stuff out to begin with. Um, as I said, know where you're going and how you're going to go there. Um, and I would spend a good six months of finding people who are doing what you want to do and then start, okay, how do I model them? What do I actually do to model them? Mm. So first step is understand your why, what your real motivations are. Yeah. Sort out any underlying issues could, that you've got to deal with Could first, it just be it me can, that needs to change? Yep. Goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not find, me. Find, find people who are doing what you want to do and yeah. model them yeah. and then – Get support. So get yourself a coach. Get yourself somebody who can actually take you through that and hold you accountable and help you through the processes. So that'd be my three-step phase. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. incredible because there's a lot of advice out there like burn your boats, burn the boats on the shores of your enemy. And uh, look, I, I think that advice does apply to some people. I honestly, I think if you've got the right personality, the right aggression, the right uh, background, whatever, I think it um, for some people that that's perfect advice. But I think for more often than not. That is a trap that people can fall into mm. if you listen to that. And I think it, or honestly, it depends on what your background is, as I've said. Uh, and if you ha- don't have that top end speed and that leverage and um, that support of what you've done in the yeah. past, perhaps it's smarter to try and take its life. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the burn the boats uh, story is interesting. And when you look at the coaches out there who talk about burn your boats, just get out there and just do it. And I was bankrupt and I was this and, you know, I, I was homeless and. Then I succeeded. Um, those people went through that process years ago before it was saturated and they built up an industry over a period of time. So these yeah. are the people who are successful now who, who have been overnight successes over 10 years. Yes. You know, it's, it's they're people who established themselves early when there wasn't as much competition out there. Great. And so it's a different market now. Mm. Um, I have 
had a podcast when I was with Metagenics and you know it was it was getting in earlier you know the, the people who did their podcasts earlier got in earlier and, and they're right up the top yeah but there are podcasts everywhere now and I love podcasts I'm a podcast addict but it's more um, challenging to set yourself up now when when everybody else is doing when there's so much noise yeah harder to stand out yeah so how do you if you if you've got something new and you're not doing the same as everybody else then I think you've got an absolute ability to have success mm. um, when you're actually out there. So have something different mm. uh, and give away a lot of value, a lot of value. All right, what do you mean by that? Tell us a bit more. So a um, couple of coaches that I work with uh, are generous, absolutely so generous, and the, the generosity is what keeps you in there, mm. keeps you with them. So... Um, they create content. They give away, you know, free stuff. They'll do weekends away at minimal to no cost. Um, the people who are constantly okay, we've got this, but it'll cost you extra. We've got this, it'll cost you extra. You yeah. want that? Well, you've got to you've got to upgrade for this. I mean, yes, there has to be a business model. Yes, there has to be a structure. But the more generous generous you are, you build that relationship, and um, you build the loyalty. Because it's not coming from a place of scarcity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Love it, love it. Look, let's bounce with uh, another quick Q&A question here. Yeah. I did uh, notice on some of your posts that you, uh, some time ago, were mentored in your coaching by a bloke by the name of Michael Albrecht or something like that. Uh, tell me about that. How'd that, how'd that go? That was, that was really interesting, actually. Michael's a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah really lovely guy and very grounded and yeah. very heart-centred. Yeah. And we, yes, so he mentored me for... About eight months, I think. So when I finished my coaching course yep. that I did with Scott Harris, who, if any of you are Tony Robbins people, you would yep. have seen him on stage at UPW, Unleash yep. the Power Within. About half the height, yep. <laughs> it's about half the height. Uh, so I did my coaching through him, and uh, Michael did his coaching through him, his right. training through there. And so Michael was a couple of years ahead. And so Michael then, we had to, we had to go through an assessment period of about 12 months where... We had to turn up, show up, do a good job, and Michael was the one who was my sounding board. You know, look at this, you did a great job here. How about tweaking the way you're doing that? How about thinking of this in a different way, seeing this in a different way? And really rounded out the process for me. There you go. Yeah. Well, it sounds like and then know. I passed. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Part and parcel of the, of the mentorship, Todd Sanders. Yeah, but look, so, so important. You know, that's uh, you know, a thing if you're thinking going to business, you've got to have a mentor. Because you've got a few, as you said. Yeah. Four currently, right? Four coaches at the moment, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we all need a uh, guiding light. We all need someone to put us out there. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Also notice that you uh, you get around on a motorbike. I Big do. The jacket's pretty badass. <laughs> Interesting blend between uh, dark and light there. You've got the uh, naturopath work and so far, then you're fanging around on a motorbike with a leather jacket. How do you uh, get to that? Yeah, you can't take the bathist out of the girl. Yeah, oh, right. There's <laughs> too many years on that racetrack. So um, you actually were on the racetrack? Well, I learnt to drive around the racetrack. No way. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, I roller skated down the S's once. Uh, yeah. In a former life. In a very former life, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, motorbike. I, I, look, it's, uh, it's, it's like anything. It's a skill set. Yep. And it moves you out of your comfort zone yep. initially. Uh, I was on and off um, a motorbike with and without licenses for many, many years, and then finally in the last five years, I think I went, okay, let's do this seriously. That's right. There's not many police officers that listen to this podcast, so you should be fine. No, great. Thank you. 
<laughs> Look, the young and reckless days before my frontal lobe was fully developed and I had uh, the switch to tell me how to be more sensible. Well, we all need to go through that phase. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, it's good. And I, I live out near what's known as the Golden Triangle near Queensland uh, where there are just mountains and mountains and amazing rides. So, you have got a bike yourself? Oh, I used to have a, uh, an old dirt bike and so forth, but it's not road registered at the moment. Uh, Ran out of rego, so, uh, but oh, I'd like to get there at some point. Okay. And is the motorbike, is that is that part of your escape? Like I'd imagine that the, the whole work that you've been doing in the business, like everybody needs an escape, everyone needs something to just go and do to get away from. Is that motorbike riding for you? Mm-hmm. No. Um, I don't really know. I just something I enjoy, I yeah. guess. It's just like, uh, you know, I like running and I like... Motorbike riding. Yeah. <laughs> Must get some funny looks pulling into the uh, side of the highway and people see the motorbike come up and then this uh, helmet comes off and here's this blonde. I do, actually. Yeah. I do get a few sort of side, funny side looks, a few some comments. But, you know, the interesting thing is riding as a, riding as a girl. Yeah. Um, what do they say in Italy? Motocicletta. Uh, riding as a girl. Um, the drivers are really polite. Yeah. You know, the other cars. I can see the hair coming out the back of the helmet. Yeah, I have boots that have got pink on them and uh, little pink yeah. trim bits everywhere uh, just to go, hey, girl, girl driving. <laughs> it's like baby on board. Yeah. You know, it's baby on board signs. Lady on board. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, no, it's, it's good. Cool, cool. And there's a little thing that I saw I picked up on. I thought it sounded kind of cool. You said, um, in Chinese medicine, you have a phrase, live mm. chi, uh, where ye goes, chi fires. Yeah. That sounds epic. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's one of my favourite things that I learned when I became an acupuncturist. Yeah. It's where the yi goes, the chi follows. So your yi is your thought, it's your thinking process, it's your essence. Where's yeah. your thought going? And your chi is your energy. So where your thoughts go, your energy follows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a good analogy if anyone rides a bike, motorbikes, is, it's the same thing. Where you look is where you end up on the bike. So yeah. if you're yeah. trying to avoid something or you're trying to get around a bend, you've got yep. to look not where you're going but you've got to look at where you want to go and, right. and you'll naturally get there. And it's the same thing in life. So where is your intention? And if your intention is there, then you will actually get to where you want to go. But if your your intention is just to wake up in the morning and that's a good start to the day, then you're not going to get very far. Right. Yeah, but if you wake up with, okay, what are you, you know, prep yourself. What's your mindset before you go to bed at night? So I do journaling before and before I go to bed and wake up in the morning. So at night I'm, I reassess the day. And I prep myself for what's going to happen in the morning. So I wake up and I know where I'm going throughout the day. Yep. And, and you know, at night, as I said, I, I reevaluate that. But it's not just about a day-to-day thing. So, yeah, you do day-to-day. But you've also got to go week to week. Where do I want to be in three years? Where do I want to be in five years? What's your plan? Yeah. Uh, if you don't have – you don't have to stick to it. You know, things change, life changes. But if you don't have some direction, right. you're just going to meander and you're not going to get to where you want to go. And I can imagine that in no uh, small part absolutely crucial in business. Oh, 100% in business, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, look, it's little things. I was talking to uh, one of my coaches the other day and <laughs> I, um, I realised I didn't have a business plan. Mm. You know, I've got a marketing plan in my brain but I and it's in my brain. I haven't actually done it. So, you know, fail number one, you know, got to have that business plan yeah so that's my next step i'm going to sit down and really plan that out over the christmas break and be get myself ready for the beginning of the year and um have have where's my structure what Mm. what do i actually want to do and and in such a busy world with so much uh distraction and so much going on and you know people watching the news and getting stressed out Mm. um 
how is it that you have managed to maintain that intention? Because I think everybody intellectually at least knows you need to have an intention, you know that you need to plan, you need to uh, set an intention for the day and so forth. But not everybody does it, especially at the moment. How do you maintain that shiny object syndrome or the avoidance, the avoidance of it? Yeah, for me, it's the avoidance of the shiny object. For yeah. me, I just like, oh, look at that. Oh, that looks good. Yeah. Oh, I'll have that over there, please. Thank you. Uh, and that, that's, a, that's a waste of time. Yeah. You know, if it's not going to get to me, me to my end goal. So really, the, the intention is, I think, looking, okay, looking at kind of stepping back, looking at um, what do I not want in my life anymore? And what do I want to create in my life? You know, what's, what, are, what am I willing to accept and what am I not willing to accept? And, and you know, I've gotten to a stage in my life where I, I'm not willing to accept where I've been and I want more. I want to do more. I want to be more. I want to create more. I want to give more. And I can't do that by just getting attracted by every little shiny object. Yeah. And that creates overwhelm. Does. The more overwhelm I have, yeah. um, the worse I the worse I, you know, worse I put out. 100%. So I'm um, keeping the main thing the main thing mm. for the moment and, and making sure that happens. And do you have any uh, r- rituals other than ones you've already mentioned that stand out to do that, such as, you know, don't turn your phone on until a certain time or uh, certain times of the day that you're more focused than others? Is there any kind of uh, things you've found particularly useful for that? Hmm, the intention side of it. Um, just doing little routines, like, you know, meditation is great. And even though, oh, God, I don't have 20 minutes to meditate, it actually creates space. That's right. Okay. They say if you haven't can't find twenty minutes a day to meditate, meditate for an hour instead. <laughs> I like that. Um, there's just a few sort of little um, routines that I do to get me in the right mindset in the morning. Uh, you know, I have some music that I play and jump around to, and that gets me in the right space, which I know sounds really crazy. And maybe you can do that. Straight, maybe we can do that now. Oh, you, right. you show yeah, us sure. what that is. That's right. <laughs> have you got got some soundtracks there? All right, I can get you started. Let's go. Uh, what have we got here? You can do it. That's, that's you. That's how you do it. Yeah. I'll get you going. All right. See, I'm feeling better already. <laughs> I'm ready to go. But yeah, look at that. You know, it's 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 about you know the the energy. Yeah, right. You know, where's End your energy? Do you want to be down and flat all day? I don't. You know, I want to be pumped up and energized and motivated. Um, not going to win a Bathurst race if you don't have energy. You're not. You're not. Yeah. And you know that, that you, there's kind of a nice segue there into the fuel yeah. of it. So I, I or an empty fuel tank. <laughs> but I, you know, do I have a ritual? Not really stuck to, but for all my life, I've eaten well and I've really good nutrition and I'm absolutely particular about it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't put the right fuel in, you're just not going to run on all eight cylinders. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. Well, uh, look, it's uh, it's been an amazing uh, last half an hour. You've shared some absolute gold nuggets and uh, it's amazing to see you grow and, and all the Thank things you. that you're doing. Uh, look, is there any... Um, Main areas that uh, you thought I was going to cover that I haven't. Is there anything you think that, that I've missed you'd like to uh, you'd like to share? No, no, no. Um, I think we've covered quite a lot, but I'm probably going to think about it some more, and yep, we yep. can uh, I don't know reconvene at another date. We can. And how can people get a hold of you? Obviously, there's there's some massive uh, gold nuggets you've dropped there today that people want to know more of. How they do that? Yeah, sure. So uh, you can email me at Angela at AngelaCarrollCoaching.com.au. Yep. Um, and I am launching my website this month, so it'll be angelacarolcoaching.com.au. Two R's, two L's, and Carol because it confuses everybody. Yep, yep. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll definitely be checking that out. I suggest you guys Thank do you. too. I'll yeah. be on Facebook as well. Um, yep. 
Amazing. Angela Carroll, naturopath, clinician, business owner, still gets asked for photo ID going into a bar <laughs> at, her, uh, at her age. Amazing. Absolutely fantastic. And I cannot wait to listen back to this and take a bucket load of notes. And uh, we'll be catching up again uh, sometime real soon. Thanks, Shana. It's been fun. Love it. Thanks, Angela. Just listen to me podcast, you're an absolute legend. Go ahead and subscribe to me podcast channel. You'll find me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes. Yeah. I do lots of construction shifts to pay for this podcast and brick. So please, don't take this lightly. The most important thing to do is go out and apply this. So get off your butt and make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs>